0: Hi, everybody. Welcome to MLB.com Extras. I'm Matthew Leach talking New York Yankees with MLB.com's Yankees beat reporter Brian Hoke. Brian, we generally try to look ahead in this. I think it's more valuable. I think it's more interesting. But sometimes you have something that's definitely worth looking back on. Uh, in this case, I would say that Derek Jeter Day would it would be something that would count as worth looking back on. Is there anything about that that surprised you about how all that, that day went
1: down? Um, you know, it was interesting. It, it, it was almost like you're looking back and obviously there's so much to celebrate with Derek Jeter and so much that you want to take a look at, but then you look at the schedule and say, wait, there's three weeks still to go. So I I think even for Derek, it was a bit strange to be in that situation where you do want to sit back. You want to appreciate it. You want to enjoy everything that's going on because uh, look, I mean, this is the last chance to see it. It, It's not going to happen again. Uh, But, There's still games to play. And even Derek said, I I thought that that was a really great quote that he ended his speech with, you know, and he said, but we've got a game to play. Um, So I think that in in a lot of ways that summed up Derek Jeter. Um, He's always looking forward to the next day. He always wants to get on the field and play. Uh, But I think for the fans and for his former teammates and everybody, the personnel that came out, um, it was just a very cool day to, to celebrate what Derek has meant to the franchise for 20 years now. For you personally, were there
0: any moments that stood out, any personal kind of favorite cool things
1: that you saw? I, I was not expecting to see Michael Jordan. Uh, it, it, to be in the same room with Michael Jordan was pretty cool. Uh, you know, and you get spoiled. You're, you are you see Cal Ripken and Dave Winfield and, and guys like that, and it's, oh, you know, they belong at the baseball stadium. But when you see somebody who's kind of out of place, and I know we don't have to talk about Michael's baseball career, I think of Michael as a basketball player and – to see him, I probably should have thought of that with the Nike connection. And, uh, you know, obviously they 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 go way back. But uh, to see Michael Jordan walk on the field and then to be later in that room was pretty cool. Just think about being Michael Jordan for a minute. Hey,
0: yeah, I, uh, I sat in Roger Federer's box, and then I dropped in and said hi to Derek Jeter. It was a pretty cool week.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, you know, when you're Michael Jordan, you get to do those things. I guess he earned it.
0: Have you seen anything... From Jeter, did you see anything from Jeter that day that you weren't expecting? I mean, he's he's handled this all. He's obviously handled it differently from Rivera because they're different people. But have you started to see any kind of, for lack of a better term, cracks at all in the sort of stoicness with which he's handled all this?
1: I thought the post game news conference. He, uh, I thought I saw a little bit of wobbly there, and he even admitted that uh, when he was speaking uh the microphone in his hand was shaking a little bit and you know you'd have to really go back and look at the video closely to see that but I, I think that you're also seeing some of the humanity of Derek Jeter I think he's been so guarded for so long and I think that's why he survived and done so well in New York City but this year in particular he's kind of opened that up a little bit and I think that here's a great example when the reporter's cell phone started ringing during the press conference and Derek picked it up and answered and said uh, You know, she's going to have to call you back, buddy. I I think there is a window into the Derek Jeter that everybody has been saying you'll never see. That's behind closed doors. He's a really funny guy. He's got personality, but he just doesn't want to show it to the press. And I think you're starting to see it a little bit. I think you see the walls coming down a little bit because he realizes there's really nothing to protect here. His legacy is pretty secure. Uh, There's no reason to play defense. It's just let it out there and be yourself and enjoy it because it's not going to last forever. I don't want to get
0: too far into pop psychology, but I do wonder, do you think that's a matter of of like you say him just there's no need to put up the fight anymore, or do you think there's any part of him that's that kind of wants people to see a little more of him at this point? In other words, do you think there's any part of him that almost finds it off-putting the the kind of the some of the ways he's been described described how almost mechanical some of
1: his interactions with people are? that may be part of it, but I think he really has been touched. I I sense that uh, by the outpouring of love and emotion that has come his way, not just at Yankee stadium, but everywhere where the Yankees have gone this year. Um, Nobody has a bad word to say about the guy. He gets gifts everywhere they go. Uh, I think that, you know, on some level you just have to take a step back and smile and say, wow, this is pretty neat. You know, I can't believe I've touched so many people and Uh, 20 years playing shortstop for the Yankees, a lot of people have come to the ballpark to see him play. Uh, He's obviously met a lot of people. Um, People have enjoyed what he's done. I think that this has been a year, start to finish, where people have repeatedly told him how much he has meant to them, and I think that uh, on some level that that has to let your guard down. Yeah, do you think that that he's been surprised?
0: Any, I mean, after seeing Rivera, I can't imagine there's that much that's surprising. But do you think
1: he's been surprised at all by how this has gone? Here's the thing about him with Mo. I, I first of all, he was hurt for most of the year, so I don't actually think he saw very much of the Mariano thing. Uh, obviously, had he bothered to turn on the television and watch the Yankee games, I'm sure he would have seen it and. You know, I'm sure he flipped around and, and couldn't help but see some of it, but I think he missed a lot of last year with Mo, so I don't think he knew exactly what was going to happen. And you know, Rivera was asked several times if he would talk to Jeter about it. Jeter was asked the same question on the flip, and uh, they both said that no, they they hadn't really talked about what to expect or what it would be like. So I think that uh, Jeter pretty much went into the year with open expectations or no expectations really, and just wanted to be surprised by everything. And that's what he said uh, on Sunday, too, on Derek Jeter Day. He didn't want to know what was going to happen. He kind of had an idea that Jordan was in town uh, for that because he'd heard that he was around New York, and usually they would hang out or hit each other up. But uh, for the most part, I think he's tried to focus on the baseball playing aspect of it, and the rest of it's just kind of gravy.
0: And now for anybody who, who has
1: endured six minutes of Derek Jeter
0: that maybe they didn't want, we apologize to you and we start talking about <laughs> baseball. It, it, we talk about it nearly every week, but it seems like there's still steady but positive news with Masahiro Tanaka. Where is he at right now, and what's the kind
1: of situation with him with three weeks left in the season? Uh, pretty much the same as when we discussed it last week. Uh, you know, he's been throwing. Um, there's... They're talking bullpens. They're talking sim games at this point. Is he going to get into a game or not down the stretch? Uh, I can't tell you that. Uh, it's looking more like he won't, but they're going to keep him throwing because really, even if he can't get in a game at the end of this month, they need to know what the situation is with him. They want to keep him throwing into October, actually. He'll go down to Tampa, and they'll find somebody for him to throw to. You know, they'll, they'll have somebody stand in against him and simulate game conditions because they need to know – is this guy going to be on the mound for them in March, April, May, June of next year, or is this a situation where they're going to have to have the surgery? So you're going to keep getting updates on Tanaka for quite some time unless something does go wrong.
0: Sometimes a guy really wants to kind of prove it to himself that he can get back on the mound. You see this, I think you see it more with pitchers, where a guy just wants to get out there and throw one time, throw one inning, just show to himself that he's back. Do do you think there's any of that? with Tanaka or do you think if he just kind of gets to where he can throw in a sim game or whatever and feel good that that'll be good enough
1: yeah I think obviously he wants to get back on the mound but I asked that question when the Yankees were in Detroit I I asked Girardi um, is there value in having him just come back out of the bullpen Uh, that was the day that he'd thrown 49 pitches I believe on the mound and okay maybe he's not built up where he could start but Uh, would there be value in him coming back just to throw an inning or two or work out of the bullpen? And Girardi at that time shot it down. Maybe that has changed. Um, I think the question is worth asking again, um, especially considering the the standing situation where it looks like the Yankees might not be playing meaningful games in the last week or two of the year. Uh, Should Tanaka just come in for one inning or two, or are they really going to hold firm and only look at him as a starter? So I think uh, that's something I would stay tuned for. Um, If he can come in and face major league hitters for an inning or two, I don't see what the harm in that would be, Uh, especially when you're saying you want to have him on the mound working to professional hitters down in Florida anyway. You might as well just do it right in front of you at Yankee Stadium.
0: Is there any concern, and I realize to some extent they have to do what they have to do to get a guy healthy who's such a central part of what they're trying to do, but is there any concern for a guy where there, there was already some wonder about with the adjustment to the U.S. season and to to pitching every five days, or maybe not every five days, but pitching on a five-day rotation sometimes, is there any concern about having him go deep into this winter and maybe with whatever it is and and then maybe cutting off or cutting short the winter? Is that a worry or is it just not something they could afford to worry about because they've
1: got to get this guy healthy and right and see what they've got? Yeah, I think you just have to know what you have. I mean, don't forget – he's had plenty of time to rest. Um, You know, they came into this year thinking that they might have to watch his innings closely. And that hasn't been a problem since he hasn't been on the mound since July 8th. So uh, they have time, I guess is on their side in a way. Um, But you really, you really need to roll the clock forward and know, can you count on this guy to be in your opening day rotation? I think that that's the big question. And, If there's any kind of health concern that tells you no, then I think that tells you what needs to happen. But as we've talked about in the past, four different doctors have said the rehab route is the way to go. There's no reason to have the surgery right now. Try this first. So they're in the process of trying it. Um, It hasn't gone perfectly, but it also hasn't been a disaster. And he's healthy. He says he feels no pain. So as long as he doesn't feel pain, you, you keep him throwing and you keep trying to do the rehab route. All
0: right.
1: All right. Brian Hope, thanks for talking ball here on MLB.com Extras, and
0: thanks, everybody, for listening.
1: Catch all of the second-half action on MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service. Watch every out-of-market game streamed live online or on the go in true HD. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 14 subscription, allowing you to watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.